Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. What's up, everybody? Glad to see you on this Sunday night. Appreciate you taking, at least those of you that are going to watch this live, uh, taking a step away from your uh, NCAA tournament. A couple of games right now, Notre Dame and Texas Tech. I mean, everybody in their brother's bracket's already just completely screwed anyway. But if I lose Texas Tech, then I'm really in trouble. Uh, and you've got Miami and Auburn at halftime right now. Miami with a one-point lead over Auburn. But that's not what we're here to talk about. My name, by the way, is Michael Borky. I'm really glad that you guys are with me. Uh, while you're here, a couple of things. First of all, if uh, if you're watching on Twitter, I know a good bit of you do, you cannot uh, comment. And I would love for you guys to, to comment this evening. So hop on over to YouTube. If you haven't already, find me on YouTube. Just search my name right there. Find me on YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also on Facebook, you can follow me there or Twitter if you haven't already. We got a lot to talk about tonight. What's up, T? What's up? Glad to see you. Really glad to see you. Um, and uh, let me give me one second here. But yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Let me uh, just share this and then we'll get started. Uh, we're talking states, new basketball coach. Um, interesting hire, good one. It's a good hire. Uh, I think that he will start recruiting differently, and I don't mean like State's going to start signing five stars. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I'll explain. Um, It's a good hire, though. It's just really good hire. Uh, It makes all the sense in the world. And, yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll look at the baseball weekend. Not a great weekend in Athens for State, although they did salvage Sunday, which I assume gives you a pretty good feeling. I had Kentucky winning the championship, too. So. You know, <laughs> I hope he didn't listen to me to make that pick, though. I, I hope not. I don't think he did, but I hope not. Um, anyway, so we'll talk states, coach. We'll look at the baseball weekend if you guys have any thoughts on that. And I've got a playoff expansion take that I want to bring to you guys as well. So give me one second. Point in here. Yeah, Pelicans won tonight, too. I know you guys care so much about that. You guys are just deeply, deeply concerned about what the Pelicans did in Atlanta tonight. But I care. <laughs> but I care. Um, anyway, yes, I did see that Clarion Ledger headline. Uh, it is objectively hilarious, but not, like, in a good way. Like, it's hilarious in a... Ooh, they really actually did that. Wow, that is, <laughs> is, I can't believe they did it. Like that kind of funny, not the good kind of funny, and I appreciate the content, the bad kind of funny, like uh, what the hell are, are you doing? So, all right, show is shared now, let's get started. I want to start with my playoff expansion talk. Well, this thing fills up, don't worry, we will talk State's new basketball coach, we will talk baseball. I want to start, though, with my playoff expansion 
a playoff expansion take, if you will. So I recognize that there is a huge difference in college basketball and college football. Major difference. And you cannot run a 68-team tournament in college football. And before you say, why not? Player safety, you can't play that many games. You just can't. You would have to cut the season like in half, and you can't do that. So forget it. But something has happened in this tournament that is happening right now in this tournament that confirms why I think that college football should expand its playoff. And it's the story that everybody's talking about. It's it's the most obvious one. It's St. Peter's. St. Peter's. And basketball is a different sport. The St. Peter's of football would never beat the Kentucky of football. What would St. Peter's be in football? Um, who won the SoCon? East Tennessee. East Tennessee State. I think they won the championship. Would never beat Alabama. You could play a thousand times. They would never beat Alabama. It would not happen. So there, I, I recognize the different sports and the nuances to the conversation. However, because of college basketball's expansive playoff, St. Peter's was given a chance. Are they going to win the championship? No, absolutely not. Of course they won't. They're, they're, they're not going to win the national championship. They won't make the final four. Hell, I think they're going to lose their next game. So they have no shot. But what is everybody glued to? What has everybody been glued to? What is everybody talking about? What is the best story of this event? And more importantly, think about what this is doing for St. Peter's, the school. So not only did we get fun games, we got drama, we got something as fans to gravitate towards, and we got a tiny little school outside of Hobo or in Hoboken, New Jersey, whose campus is basically one road playing in a high school gym, get more exposure, more, more money, more attention than they could have ever dreamed of in more than their entire existence combined up until this point. This is why the college football playoff needs to expand, not to 68, but it needs to expand. Because don't tell me if St. Peter's loses their next game, which I think they will. Don't tell me this run didn't matter. Don't tell me their season didn't matter. Don't tell me it didn't impact anything. Don't tell me it didn't change anything. Because all of those things are true. It changed, one, the players' lives forever, the coaches' life forever, the school forever. They got more exposure than ever, and they're not going to win anything. Yeah, they won some games and made the Sweet 16. It's a great accomplishment. But in terms of winning a championship, competing for a championship, they won't do it. But yet. So here is how you draw the comparison to football. Say Coastal Carolina. If Coastal Carolina made the college football playoff when it expands to 12. And they went to Happy Valley and beat Penn State, which is something that's possible. I'm just throwing this scenario out there. Something that's possible. That would mean more to that school, more to those players, than anything you could ever imagine. And they wouldn't sniff a championship, and it wouldn't matter. It would give us compelling games like St. Peter's has given us. It would give us the, the sports moments that we crave. It would give a group of young people a chance that they don't deserve 
And if they capitalize on it, it changed their lives and their schools forever. Why would we not want that for our college football? Because despite what that Sports Center anchor said the other night about how college sports is greater than anything, professional sports, anything, that's BS because college football's postseason is so significantly worse than the NFL's postseason. It's so significantly worse than college basketball's postseason. It is. Dramatically worse. That's how you fix it. Create the opportunity for stories like St. Peter's in football. Will it be the same? No. Is Furman going to make the 12-team playoff? No, but Coastal Carolina would have. I would have loved to have seen Grayson McCall play Ole Miss. So they probably would have played in a 12-team playoff, something like that. You're telling me you wouldn't have enjoyed that? You're telling me that Coastal wouldn't have changed as a school forever? Winning one playoff game, knowing that they can't actually win the championship? Not me. That's why you expand. This is why you create what's happening in college basketball. To a much lesser degree, of course. But this is why. Because sometimes the little guy can win. And when he does, it's amazing. Even if he has no shot at winning a championship. So, Jason says, we got us a basketball coach uh, talking about state. We'll go there next. He's good, Bork. He has a bona fide, legitimate game day coach. If he can recruit at all, he will win. And that's the thing, Jason. He will recruit in an interesting way. Uh, Chris Jans coming from New Mexico State. As you know, they were just in the NCAA tournament. Um, His bread and butter appears to be second chance guys. Transfer guys. And let me tell you, that is how you win if you're Mississippi State. I would say the same thing about Ole Miss in today's college basketball. Can you get good high school players to play at Mississippi State? You can. Absolutely, you can. You can. Can you get 13 players from the high school ranks that are good enough to win at the highest level to Mississippi State or Ole Miss? Because, again, I would apply this principle to both because some people get mad. Um, I don't think you can. I think in in today's college basketball, you have to build your roster via the transfer portal. You also sign high school recruits, but I think the transfer portal is where a a school like State, again, and Ole Miss, can really capitalize and win. Look at Arkansas. Look at how Musselman built the roster at Arkansas. It's through transfers. Transfers won, and then now he signs a really high-level high school class. That, apparently, because I'm going to tell you the truth, I don't know a whole lot about Chris Jans. I I really don't. I don't know a whole lot about him. I have read about him since he became a candidate at Mississippi State. Based on what I've read, that's how he has built his rosters, his teams. And when you look at his run at New Mexico State, so he had that year at Bowling Green that ended in scandal. Scandal may not be the best word, more of a an incident ended with an incident that um, will undoubtedly get brought up sometimes, but that was um, anyway, that was in 2014 or 2015. Uh, his run at New Mexico state is 28 and six, 30 and five, 25 and six, 12 and eight, 27 and seven. 
He's made the NCAA tournament every year but one. Would have made the COVID year as well because they were 25-6 and and undefeated in their league. Would have made it that year as well. And as far as I understand it, that, that is a roster that is built on second-chance guys and transfers. That, I think, will translate and win. There's always questions with these group of five guys, whether or not they'll come to the, uh, you know, whether or not they'll come to the power five level and be able to get players. That's always a question. It will always be a question. If it was him, if it was Bob Ritchie at Furman, if it was any of these guys, that would have been the question. Can they come in and recruit? You've got a guy right now, though, that seems to be very well accepting of second chance guys and portal guys. And I think that can, with the roster that he will inherit, which should be a pretty ready-made one to win, but but the willingness to take chances on second-chance guys and portal guys will be what makes you competitive on an annual basis with a roster that is deep to compete on an annual basis. On top of the fact that, obviously, he's a, a really good X's and O's coach. So it's a good hire. It's a really good hire. Um, apparently, according to the Clarion Ledger, he is... He look. This is what they said. This is a an alleged media outlet. I'll share this for you, just so you guys know it's real. Just so you know it's real, and uh, I'm not out of reads because I never click on it. So th- this is a real thing, and I've got two thoughts on it. Though, first of all, this is the headline. Literally, the headline. The headline. This isn't a fan blog. This isn't an Ole Miss fan blog or like Ben Shapiro's website or whatever. This is the headline. Chris Jans, perfect fit for Mississippi State basketball. Looks like Ted Cruz doppelganger. Now, it's been a long time since I've written. I, I, I love to write, but I'm not a writer. I'm, you know, in the audio opinion platform, right? So I, I don't write that much. I would like to if I had time. I don't. Correct me if I'm wrong here, guys. Looks like Ted Ted Cruz doppelganger means he looks like a guy that looks like Ted Cruz is what this is saying, if I'm taking it literally. If I'm reading this correctly, looks like Ted Cruz doppelganger means he looks like a guy that looks like Ted Cruz. In the headline, it gets worse, though. It gets worse. It's literally the lead. It is the lead. It's the first sentence. <laughs> I mean, what is that? This is the dumbest thing I've ever... I mean, what are we doing here? Here's the lead for those of you listening in podcast form. Mississippi State didn't waste time plucking a doppelganger for a Texas politician as its next basketball coach. What? <laughs> What are we doing here? What is this? And here's what I'll say. I know it's, and everybody's poking fun and I understand it, but and I'm not telling you how to feel. I shouldn't do this, but I do it. And no, T, you're right. He doesn't look like Ted Cruz. I mean, they've they've got like similar hair and beard color because they're men at a particular age where your hair sometimes can lose color and become gray. Otherwise, they don't look alike. <laughs> so I'm not trying to tell you how to feel. Uh, if if you're one of those folks that's like mad about this, I would encourage you not to be. Because 
I didn't grow up in this state. So I, I did not live here at a time where that was the like the newspaper of record. Just trust me when I say it's not anymore. And that getting mad about something that they do or write is a waste of your time. The the emotional capital that you spend on this is a waste. Unless you're just laughing at it, making fun. Because that's that's hilarious in the wrong way. That's so stupid. I mean, just like, what are you doing? I mean, I guess your Twitter engagement numbers are up, but I promise you that is not taken seriously by anyone. That's an unserious thing written by unserious people. Thing is, um, the reach, the impact whatever it's not the same it's not the paper of record in this state anymore it's not anywhere close um so if you're getting upset by this if it, if if it makes you mad don't waste your time because it's not as impactful as it used to be it doesn't have the reach that it used to i promise you that i uh, i promise you that so just laugh, make fun. Yeah, Ethan, I mean, it's wordy as hell because uh, you must be just joining us. Like I said, the, the line said, looks like Ted Cruz doppelganger, which if you read it, means he looks like a guy that looks like Ted Cruz. But why are you even talking about the... It's, it's objectively hilarious in the, the wrong way. I mean, that that's just one of the goofiest things I've ever seen in media anyway. In, in air quotes here, legit, legit media. That is one of the goofiest things I've ever seen. And, and I talked about wanting to be a beach bum on my show on Thursday. Like, that I wanted to set up chairs at 30A for a living. And that's not as goofy as that wow so anyway sebastian says i agree about the college football playoff uh postseason would you have an expanded playoff run into the nfl wildcard weekend or play the added rounds in the middle of december uh christmas time yes i would cut the distance between the final game and the start of the playoff i would play almost immediately uh you know maybe give them a week off if it works out but i would play right away because you do not want to cut into the nfl because you will lose every time Jason says he got Grand Canyon's coach fired. They could not beat New Mexico State despite better players on paper. Good team basketball here in the WAC. Yeah, every person that that covers college basketball, that that commentates on college basketball, whatever, um, has just universally praised this hire for State. Universally. It is it just, that's what it is. I mean, it, it's just on paper, it's a great hire. Uh, we'll see if the transition goes well and it works out. But on paper, this is a really good hire from John Cohen. It, it really is. It also shows you how attractive the jobs are in the SEC. Because that happened quick, man. I mean, he could have leveraged this. There's some other jobs open. Kansas State's open. I mean, South Carolina's open within the conference. But other jobs were going to come open and jumped, jumped at yours, which I think means something. Gary says, Ole Miss starts spring practice on Tuesday. What are you looking for, and what about the quarterback competition? Well, that's number one, of course, is the quarterback competition. I think most especially, and this is not something we can probably learn in spring practice, is how has Jackson Dart acclimated to the team? 
And how have the other transfers acclimated to the team? That's the one downside or risk, if you will, that you can find with the transfer portal is adding guys at random times. Now, you bring in recruits every year. So when people say, I'm worried it's going to disrupt the locker room, well, why wouldn't recruits? Every year you try to sign better players than the ones you currently have. How does that not disrupt the locker room? In fact, I think it would probably be an easier transition because these guys have been through it already and kind of understand the lay of the land. There's no transition. They get what college football is. Um, but it is a quarterback competition. Is If pra- any practices are open, how does the team respond to Jackson Dart? Does he have a commanding voice in the locker room? Because based on the way the team responded to Altmaier and the Sugar Bowl and stuff like that, it felt like you know they respected him. They liked him. So will Dart, the more talented guy, have that same command of the team? But it's quarterback competition. It's offensive line play. Uh, will Mason Brooks transition uh, uh, immediately because they expect him to start? They're moving Nick Broker down for that reason. Nick Broker's future in the NFL is at guard anyway. Um, so quarterback competition, no-brainer. Offensive line, the, just the configuration of it. Linebacker play. Linebacker play is something in the spring that you should keep a really close eye on. I think they'll be as good, if not better, on the defensive line. Losing Sam Williams sucks, but I think the interior, they'll, they'll be quite good. Uh, Cedric Johnson's back. He had a sneaky, really great season last year despite running three-man fronts all year. So quarterback competition, offensive line, linebacker play is uh, is a big one for me because you lose your two starters. You're, they're both gone. Um, so who will – I know you brought in a transfer, but but who will – I mean, who will start, let alone who will step up and actually be a contributor? Any names of guys I've heard Ole Miss basketball is targeted in the transfer portal early on? Uh, nothing imminent, no. Nothing imminent. Um, a lot of guys are still playing. I mean, the season hasn't really ended yet. I, I know for most teams it has, but I expect that to pick up here in uh, in a few weeks. It needs to pick up for them here in a few weeks. I wish I could tell you more. I, I know I've seen some, like, you know, top fives or whatever, but until it gets more serious than that, I, I don't necessarily pay attention to it. Maybe I should. It's probably better if I did. Um, I have a hard time following recruiting, to tell you the truth, because when top tens are breaking news, you you lose me. They can only take five official visits. So why would a top ten be news that I should cover? So I and also, I, I do feel weird reading quotes from 16-year-olds. And uh, anyway, I, I, I'm not knocking people that cover recruiting. There's a huge demand for it. They just have more patience than I would. Because trying to inform people about the motives of a 16-year-old has got to be one of the more exhausting jobs because their mind probably changes every five minutes. I know mine did when I was 16. So I kind of avoid it. But... If something happens, you know, of course, I'll, I'll talk to you guys about it anytime. I don't know yet. Remember how they said Corral was not a good quarterback? Yeah, yeah. I, what's funny is, I mean, remember the College World Series? Um, When during, it, it was during a game, and I don't think it was the national championship game. I think it was when State was playing Texas. But during the game, it was 
they literally ran a headline like, has Mississippi State won the College World Series? Click to find out. Like one of those kind of headlines. I mean, just a, a total embarrassment. The whole thing. Hang it in Farley Hall. Yeah, next to the picture of me. They uh, have not invited me back to... Actually, that's not true. A student said that they were... Who's a listener of our show said that they were going to put my name in in like a speaking series to get me to go talk, and nobody has reached out to me. Probably not proud of me. <laughs> I was very uninvolved in student media, very uninvolved. It's one of it's like my only regret in in those four years was not getting more involved in student media. But most of those people probably don't even know who I am. Because I was just in, get my stuff done, out, do literally anything besides school. Ramsey says, if I'm Bianco, I would consider maybe moving Jack Doherty to the Saturday role. Something's got to happen. Something's got to happen there. Uh, they they are very close now. If Doherty keeps pitching like this, they are close to being a complete baseball team. One more change has to get made in the rotation. One more change has to get made in the rotation. Uh, if they're going to get to that point. They're very close. Just just one more move is what needs to be made on the weekends. I understand why, I mean, maybe Washburn. Um, I understand the reluctance to, to move Elliott into that role because he's such a valuable bullpen arm from the left side. But something, something has to give here. Auburn is playing terrible, you say. Wow, they're down nine with 14 to go. Yeah, um... Their guard play was questionable going into this, and I uh, I can see why now, for sure. The SEC's not looked great. Really hadn't looked great so far in this tournament, but hey, Texas is winning, so they'll be in the SEC soon enough. JP says, evening, Bork, how is it? What a weekend of hoops, ACC strong, SEC men, Mountain West missed the memo, Houston looks scary. Houston does look scary. Kelvin Sampson can coach now. Um, Sean Miller, by the way, hired by Xavier. Speaking of guys with past that got rehired, uh, Xavier, I know he used to coach there, but um, in a bit of rich irony that just completely shows you how college sports is a sham, the athletic director at Xavier was on the NCAA Committee on Infractions that punished Ole Miss. So that guy who oversaw that punishment, hired Sean Miller. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Good weekend for your Golden Eagles too, man. What a bounce back week. Are you kidding me? What a bounce back week for Southern Miss. They're right back in it now, man. They should be ranked this week. If they're not, it's a joke, but they should be. So, shout out to Scott Berry. Ramsey says 19-1 Tennessee rolls into Oxford next weekend. Possible top five matchup. Should have super regional feel inside Swayze. You should. You should. I, I think Tennessee, I mean, they're a pretty complete team, it feels. I think that 19-1 record's kind of a product of competition. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I mean, right now, I don't think Ole Miss is going to win the series unless they make another change in the rotation. I don't think they will. That you've you've seen it enough by now over multiple years to know what you have. Yeah, Elliot's a freshman. 
Washburn's not giving you anything on a weekend, and he came from elsewhere. But you know what you have in one of your starting roles. You know, and it's not sustainable if you're going to win at the highest level. But just a slobber knocker that's going to be. I mean, two great offenses. The atmosphere should be unbelievable. I can't wait for that series. I'll miss the Saturday game. Oh, I'll listen to it on the radio. Um, I actually got surprised uh, for my birthday. My wife and my parents colluded, and uh, we're going to see the Pelicans play the Spurs in New Orleans on Saturday. I can't wait. Uh, but I'll listen to the game on the way home, which will be nice. Like the game will end and the baseball game will start, so I'll get to listen on the way home. Um, th- this is we're going to see how real Ole Miss is and Tennessee this weekend. This is kind of like a uh, measuring stick weekend for the two of them. We're about to find out how real they are um, because this Tennessee offense is for real. They've got legit arms in the bullpen. They've got legit starters. Hell, one, what, had seven and two-thirds of no-hit baseball today? Something like that. Um, They're for real. We're going to learn a lot about Ole Miss. Had Auburn losing to USC, so a sort of win. Yeah, that's a sort of win. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. For state, this uh, this weekend kind of stunk, right? I mean, you, you took your you took all the frustration out on Georgia today, but uh, that's a that's a tough series loss. And uh, this is kind of what I was talking about a couple weeks ago when when the Sims injury happened. And I said, your expectation should be altered because when you lose two arms like that, it changes things. Or it should. And you're seeing the result of that. The bats have come alive, which is a a refreshing thing. But, man, you gave up, what, 11 plus 12. That's 23, right? 26 runs on the weekend. It's not... The best offense you'll see this year, that, that's not an encouraging thing, and, and I don't know where that's going to get better is what I'm concerned with. So the bats woke up. That's encouraging, but I, th- they are very thin on the mound right now, and they're going to have to slug their way to wins in the SEC because when you lose two arms like the way you did, as much as we would love next man up to be a reality – the next man is not Landon Sims, and the next man was not Stone Simmons. And this is what happens. So they're going to have to slug their way to some wins. I think they'll be able to do that in a lot of cases because this offense was too talented to not play better than they have. But this is what you get when you lose two pitchers to Tommy John. Two of your best pitchers to Tommy John is you, you're going to get smacked around a little bit sometimes. Doesn't mean they won't win games. I think they will, but they're going to have to win a little bit differently. JP says, Scott will tell you tomorrow they got back in the ring, but the formula for this squad is pitching and timely hitting. I'm hoping for warmer weather leads to a higher team average. Yeah, that's um that's kind of what they're going to have to do, though, right? Is um they're gonna have to win a bunch of close games. They've got the mental makeup to do it clearly because that's kind of how they've been all season, but that's what they'll be. I mean, at this point, it appears that they're going to have to take advantage of opportunities because they're not going to create many. And that's okay because of how well they pitch it. Somebody asked me if you'd trade, if I think it was on Thursday or Friday show, would you trade 
State's pitching staff for Southern Misses, and I said, absolutely, 100 times out of 100, you would. Right now, without Sims and Simmons, yeah, you would would trade in a heartbeat. And hell, if you had Southern Misses pitching staff on either one of these teams, you would feel complete. They're really good. They're really good. They should be ranked tomorrow. I don't know if they will, but they should be ranked tomorrow. No more base running for Ole Miss. You're done. Yeah, my gosh. Running into the first out on third base twice in three innings to start a series. <sighs> wow. Um, it's shocking how... how oh, oh, I love teams that take risks. You, got, you guys hear me talk about it all the time in football season. I love somebody that's willing to go for two. I love going for it on fourth down. I love people that are taking risks. Go for the win, right? Ole Miss has decided to cross over into taking risks into being reckless on the base pass. Base paths. They are reckless on the base pass. And it will come back to bite them. I mean, they're, they're not going to score 33 runs a weekend every weekend. They won't this coming weekend. So they've got to protect outs a little bit better. You can't have the first out of an inning on third base twice in three innings to start it. You, you can't do that Friday night. You do that Friday night, Tennessee will beat you on Friday night. If they have the errors like they've had, the untimely errors, they'll uh, they'll come back to bite you. And you'll lose games because of it. I agree with this. As of right now, Vandy's the most complete team. I was actually talking to somebody about this because they were like, well, was Ole Miss really that impressive? Auburn's not very good. And I said, well, it's not like they're bad either. And I feel like that's a lot of the SEC this year. Auburn's going to finish towards the bottom of the West. I think they'll finish sixth in the West, probably. But they'll make the tournament. Like they're, they're a regional team for sure. But that's kind of the whole SEC. You've got a bunch of teams that have really good pieces that are flawed. Ole Miss, the, one of the best lineups, if not the best lineup in the country, starting pitching a major question mark. Mississippi State coming around to the plate, pitching in general a big question mark. You've got a bunch of teams, LSU bad in the field, although they mash, but still, I mean, not a great defensive team. They'll pitch it particularly well. There's very few teams that you feel like are elite at everything. And I don't know. I mean, I guess the answer is Vanderbilt, and then Tennessee has looked like that so far. But you've got a conference full of good, flawed baseball teams probably going to be pretty unpredictable. JP says, the next man up mentality died with the steroid era. I hate hearing it in football. Really hard to apply to pitchers, too. It's imp- That's what I was trying to say to people, man. It's, you can't apply it to pitchers. I had somebody text into the radio show that said, "It's Mississippi State's just like Alabama in football. It's like Alabama losing a running back. No, it's not. It's, it's not like Alabama losing a, a running back because... Football is not played the same way as baseball. If you don't have good pitching, it doesn't matter what your offensive line is, you know? It's it's a totally different thing. And saying that they don't have another Landon Sims is not a knock on who they have. It doesn't mean they're not talented. It just means Landon Sims is a very unique pitcher. Very unique. And you don't just snap your fingers and get another one. Because this is baseball and, and not football. Totally different thing. But you know, 
Better watch out for St. Peter's in the Sweet 16, Ramsey says. Pretty intimidating mascot if you ask me, the Peacocks. So, yeah, they, they got the Peacock name because, if I remember correctly, on Wikipedia from a few nights ago, the guy they bought the land from, or the guy who owned the land that the school was sitting on, was Dutch, and his name translated to Peacock. His last name translated to Peacock. And that's why they picked that mascot. And they had live peacocks roaming the campus until like the 60s. And now it's just like one street in Hoboken. Or Jersey City. Right next to it anyway. So. Yeah, good. Again, good hire for State. Tough weekend in baseball. Although the bats came alive. Hopefully they can... To get Alabama at home, this is a series that you should win and get back on track, for sure. I want one of their shirts. I mean, just that logo, that's all I want is a shirt with their logo on it, just the peacock head, and that's it. Like, it didn't have to say St. Peter's, although it probably would. Just that that awesome-looking peacock head, I, I will buy one of those shirts. I love their coach, too, man. I, I mean, it, what, at the eight-minute break? In the Murray State game, they're up one in an NCAA tournament game. And I think it was Jamie Erdahl, and that who it was, asked him, you know, you're up one, how you feeling? He said, we're playing like crap. And she said, but you're up one. He said, I don't care. We're playing like crap. And went back into the huddle, and I, I don't know. I just He seems very prepared for the moment, you know? Like, this is not too big for him. After they beat Kentucky, the first thing he did was got his team to stop celebrating so they could come and shake hands first. I mean, just seems like he's kind of kind of tough, but in a good way. His team obviously responds to him, but I, I like the way he's carried himself. He's really impressive considering um, nobody in that locker room has played he did. He played back in the day in this kind of situation, but nobody in his locker room has played in this environment, and he hasn't coached in this environment. And it's just, it's stoic, like they've been doing it every year. It's impressive. It's really impressive. It's an interesting question. Do you think State should load up pitching for Saturday and Sunday and do Johnny Holstaff on Friday night versus the other ace? That's an interesting question. My first instinct is no, though, because there's, I mean, how many aces are on Friday night? You know, how many true, real aces are on Friday night? It's not as intimidating, if you will, of a game this year as it has been in years past, at least in the early going. Yeah, that's that's what I read. I mean, I, honestly, I haven't watched a whole lot of New Mexico State basketball, but that's, it's more... Based on what I read, his teams are going to be very fundamentally sound. Um, the, the sets are good and with purpose, and the, the ball movement is good and purposeful. You're not going to see very much one pass, deep three, things like that. It's a, it's a very meticulous, purposeful uh, system. That's just what I read earlier. I, I I will go back and watch some of their games at some point just to kind of see what it looks like. Um, but I read good evaluator on second chance and transfer guys, and his teams will play fundamentally sound basketball. Like, like they won't make many mistakes. The sets are good. They're with purpose. 
ball movement with a purpose, stuff like that. I, I'll take their word for it. But everybody is praising the hire. Everybody out there is praising the hire. And his record should speak for itself. I imagine New Mexico State's not the easiest place to win basketball games. Jason, I actually agree with this. State's baseball team is is not nearly as far away in the win loss or as the win loss record looks. They're close. Nobody's going to want to play them in a month. I agree with that. I just don't think they'll ever pitch it well enough to to like recover and be like a regional host. I don't think they'll get there. But yeah, they're going to be a team that you don't want to play, especially when it comes down to a regional. Yeah, 122 and 32. 122 and 32. He's been at New Mexico State. 122 and 32. That's impressive. Uh, conference record, 64 and 13. That's even more impressive. It's even more impressive. When does Gonzaga get smacked? I've been screaming about Gonzaga not being athletic enough to win a championship. I know they made it to last year's. I understand, but they got punked. Remember that? I think it's going to happen to them, too, here soon. I think they're going to get punked physically because I don't think that when they get matched up with a team that has real athletic big men like Arkansas, they won't be able to keep up athletically. We saw it a year ago. It's going to happen, I think, this week with Arkansas. I've never believed in Gonzaga. I know they've got a really good coach, but just when I watch them play versus when I watch the other contenders in this tournament, I see an imbalance in athleticism, and I agree with you. I think Arkansas is going to beat them. I think Arkansas is going to beat them. I just Sometimes, you know, just as skilled as they are, sometimes you just can out-athlete people, and I think Arkansas is going to out-athlete Gonzaga. They just don't physically match up well enough to win a championship, in my opinion, for whatever that's worth. Snowing again here. Ah, well, better than the tornadoes we're going to get tomorrow, my friend. Uh, Yeah, the little PSA as we wrap up, guys. Uh, The weather forecast for tomorrow night into Tuesday is pretty ugly. It's really ugly. In fact, it's really ugly. The tornado radars and stuff like that, all the models are indicating a pretty brutal weather day. Um, Like a super elevated risk of tornadoes. Be mindful. Have that conversation with your family of what to do when the sirens go off, stuff like that, because it looks quite ugly. Yeah, Ole Miss is sticking with Kermit. I'm curious to see what South Carolina does, but the league is still upgrading in coaching, man. I mean, this—it's a bear already, and everybody is upgrading. I thought South Carolina was going to get Sean Miller, of which I thought was going to be an excellent hire. I don't know where they go next, but the league is elevating. Big Dog with the last comment of the night says, "Do you think the SEC is down this year in baseball, or everyone is close to the same playing field?" A and M was the was the surprise of the weekend. I thought. LSU pitching and defense will haunt them. It will. And a lot of people have the same flaws, right? I mean, State's pitching is an issue. Ole Miss's pitching is an issue. 
Arkansas is not near as sharp as they were on the mound. LSU's pitching is an issue. Um, I think it's a combination of both. Uh, we don't have a group of those super high-level arms, mostly because like five of them got injured going into the season. But I think you've got a pretty level playing field where a bunch of teams are all as good as each other. I kind of talked about it in football. Remember you had Alabama and Georgia up here, and the step below there's a group of like eight teams that could all beat each other in the SEC. Made every weekend kind of fun, right? I think you've got that in baseball. But largely, I don't think that there is like – I don't even think Tennessee's a tier above Ole Miss and State, for example. I think they're all grouped up in this this bunch where it's LSU, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Tennessee, and I know State has struggled, but – does anybody think they're not going to start playing better? Because I've got a bridge to sell you if you think they won't. Um, Georgia, Florida, I think everybody's kind of all in the same bunch. And nobody has shown me yet that they're a significant tier above everybody else. I could be wrong. Tennessee could prove that this weekend. They go to Oxford and win two, then different conversation. But right now, I'm... I think it's more of everybody's the overpowering Friday night pitching is not there. And I think everybody's pretty comparable at the moment. Yeah. State softball swept Ole Miss this week. And that was a big series for them. Ole Miss uh, had a good record to start the season. I don't know if they played anybody worth it though. Uh Oh, Bruce Pearl's about to have a heart attack. That's not good. That's not good, but he kind of always looks like he's about to have a heart attack on the sideline. Honestly, he and Sean Miller, those guys are sweaters, man. I wonder if it's the fact that the FBI was on their case. I'd be sweating, too. Yeah, and the thing is, I think State's going to win this weekend and get right back to 3-3 three and three in the SEC. And win your home series, get one on the road, win two at home, right? That's the recipe for hosting. I don't know if they'll get there, but again, they're not they're not particularly good right now. Let's call it what it is. They're not. But I would never count them out. We have too much of a recent sample size that shows you you should not count them out. I'm waiting for them to figure it out. And it's not going to make any sense, but that's just what they do. They just win. So until they prove you that they won't do that, I'm going to expect them to do that. Anyway, thank you guys. I appreciate you. Don't forget to like the video uh, because once these lives go away, they just like disappear into the ethers of YouTube. I don't know where they go, but lives do not do well after the video is actually live. So like it. That would help me a ton. Subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, I'll do a shorter feed this week, and then I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. See you all then. Talk Mississippi Media Production.